0: welcome to the outdoor country talk podcast hosted by jacob pool and jeremy shaw
1: where we bring country living and the great outdoors together
0: welcome back to another episode of outdoor country talk jacob and jeremy jake man what is happening with you
1: man still tasting these doggone turkeys
0: that's the truth? I, I did a little chasing this morning. That's all I did. Story of my turkey season. Just chasing, and chasing, and enjoy the, the good old outdoors is, is, uh, been pretty much my theme this year, man. It's been tough on me, but tell you what, just getting on a few birds here and there just keeps, uh, just keeps the excitement up. At least I'm hearing a few. And, um, you know, nothing to really report on the harvest side of things. I think since the last time we, we got together, me and old buddy Judd, uh, Honey, We, me and him got on, a, got on a bird on some public ground, and it was one of those to where, you know, you uh, when he gobbles, it almost feels like he's going to blow the hat off your head, you're sitting there listening to him drumming, and you're thinking, he's 30 yards right there in front of me, and there's just enough elevation between you and him, you cannot lay eyes on him, and it just doesn't work out, but, you
1: know, what about you? Well, you know, with all the coronavirus and everything going on right now, the yeah. the uh, the isolation and, and the enjoyment of nature, I don't think in the woods where I've been I'm going to affect anybody. Uh, <laughs> I, I've tried to stay as far as I can. Now, me breathing into my own mask, you know, telling what's in that mask. I saw a guy on Facebook today put a thing in where he, he put his in water and it turned the water kind of a brownish looked hmm. a lot like mud and apparently he said that was about 20 years of copenhagen
2: <laughs> that,
1: <laughs> that was trapped in that mask and um he Ooh. has he has me actually thinking i'm gonna go put mine in a washing machine this evening but uh yeah it
0: wouldn't be a bad idea
1: no uh i don't know have we talked about lydia's bird but my youngest got her first bird and uh and we'll talk about I that i can't more remember if depth. we
0: brought it up or not but yeah i saw her she uh she finally got her
1: one. oh she Look, after two years of chasing, and she and I have probably hunted harder and more than the other two. She and I just could not get to get the deal done. We we would get close. We had some jakes come in on us one day, and we couldn't get her a shot. We had old gobbler hammering at us one day, and the hens peeled him away. I mean, we we've had close calls. We just could not get her one, and we had to run at this one. Uh, he wasn't the one we heard first off, but we had to backtrack and go around and we heard another one gobbling, so we ran up around a, a ridge, and it's amazing how fast some little short legs will move when you tell her to <laughs> you know, come on or I'm going to get him. So she, yeah. was, she was bugged in, and finally we got her got her situated, and I, I told my wife this, I had to floof her out like a, ri- a rag doll. The uh, I told her I, the little spot we found, he was gobbling in a little plot in front of us, and I said, baby, when You know, get on your booty and get your knee up so you can hold your gun. Well, she didn't. She sat down on her knees. And I'm like, no, sit on your hiney. Get down. Well, she sat down on her feet further. And I'm like, oh, never mind. I grabbed her under the arms and flipped her out like a a dish rag, And then sat her on her booty. And she looked at me like I had lost my mind. And I'm like, all right, get your gun up. Here he comes. So he gobbled a couple more times. Once she finally got set up, I cut at him a time or two. And here he comes. Boy, when he cleared the corner and started up, I'm sitting there going, shoot, shoot, shoot him, shoot him, Lydia, shoot him now. He's about to bust. You know what I mean? He, he was just a step or two away from picking us out, mm-hmm. and finally she let it launch, and we uh we had us a celebration dance and a happy high-fiving, and Man, it, yeah. was, it was a good time. So,
0: Well, I, I, know, I know she was excited about it because my oldest son and her, you know, are in the same class this year. Same grade, same class, and um, so every morning they've got their little. I think it's at nine o'clock. They have their little conference call the turkey hunt make the zoom. What's that?
1: Did the turkey hunt make the zoom?
0: Yeah, I was sitting in there. You know, <laughs> I, I got this working from home going, and my my son he was sitting over there on his iPad. You know, logged in and and talking with his teacher and all that, and and I hear this little voice come on. I'm like, I know, I know this voice. And that was Lydia talking about her killing her first turkey. I said, boy, this, this done made the, uh, the morning uh, classroom Zoom call.
1: <laughs> well, I would have loved to have recorded the Zoom call because her mama told me the story that she got from her. I played a lot less important role in it. You, you wouldn't even, basically, you wouldn't even known I was there.
0: Yeah, everything happened her way up. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so. Oh yeah, it was it was
0: a good one though, and I think there was a, another little boy chimed in that, oh goodness, you're a better turkey hunter than my dad is. Oh, <laughs> so yeah, yeah. But uh, but no man, it's been uh it's been a finally some cooler weather. Man, this past couple of days has been really nice. I know I haven't been out been able to get out as much as I thought I'd be able to, but went out in the woods a little bit this morning and it was uh it's been nice it's
1: been nice well look with all this turkey hunting we we've tried the last couple episodes to have some guests that are making a major impact or have made a major impact on the turkey industry and and i'm proud to say that the gentleman we have on today is is falling right in with that pattern
0: yeah yeah absolutely absolutely jay go ahead and introduce who we got today
1: Y'all, today we have Mr. Lyle Gilbert with Houndstooth Game Calls. Mr. Lyle, are you there?
2: Yes, sir, I am. How are y'all
1: today? We are good, bud. How about you? am
2: doing pretty, well. Pretty good. I can't complain. It's pretty outside. And uh, everybody's healthy, so that's a, that's a blessing.
1: Well, keeping up with your social media some, are you gaining any weight during this uh the, the the stay at home because I see where you said your wife's been cooking way more yeah she told me uh
2: she told me the other day she was tired of cooking she, <laughs> you know we all used to being able to you know work late and go grab something to eat and then uh you know a lot of times we go grab something to eat and see the kids and we come back to the shop and work uh another two or three hours uh sometimes longer just depends but Yeah, uh, the way things are right now, I think everybody's getting back to cooking and more family time, you know. uh,
0: It's definitely been that that way around my house. I know it's been a long time since me and my wife and the kids have all, you know, just been been in one spot for for this long together. And uh, that's what my wife says. She says, you know, ever since I've been married, I don't
2: think I have ever cooked quite this much. I'm like, well. Well, I mean it's it, not a terrible thing <laughs> Everything's so easy accessible you know you get used to going yeah. out to eat two or three nights a week and uh, it's about, it's about cheaper to do that and uh, at times but I mean it's uh, that's what we were talking about It's just you know you actually could cook eat breakfast lunch and suffer I'm like man yeah but you're right about gaining weight as if a show do it to you when you got time to cook, <laughs> I mean, you don't cook all the good stuff, so you end up cooking all the bad stuff that you don't need to be eating. But, uh, we try to stay. She tries to keep me living longer. She got me <laughs> eating some asparagus and stuff like that every once in a while. But, uh, she, she, uh, she sat down and made two pies the other night, and needless to say, there ain't none there. So, <laughs> it's gone. <laughs> so, uh, I ain't complaining at all. Everybody's getting to, the- you know, I know all the, everything that's going on in the world right now, but uh, a lot of people are spending more time with their family, so uh, and that's a good thing. Uh, Absolutely, to be able to do that, you know, it ain't you make the best of it.
1: Well, yep. and, you know, not not only that, but uh, you know, I saw a thing the other day that uh, you know, more time, folks are not able to go to church right now, and and some folks are kind of upset about it, and. You know, it's one of those things where, you know, you can you can have service just about anywhere you're at nowadays. So oh, I, yeah. I think folks are well, saying a few more different, prayers different. now than normal and, and spending more time with family, and it's not all bad. I know especially we live out in the country, and I told somebody the other day, I said, it's bad when you get this shelter-in-place shelter in thing, and it really doesn't affect anybody but the kids too terribly much. So, uh, you know, our nightlife – has kind of dwindled yeah. down there's not much of it anymore so other than being at a ball field we we really haven't changed a whole lot
2: yeah uh somebody asked me about quarantine quarantine this quarantine that i was like look i've been quarantined since about september i don't either i'm either at home or i'm in the shop so i very seldom get out are in the woods and uh it's uh it's it's weird. You get you pull out on sixty nine south here, which is uh, a busy spot here in Tuscaloosa south of town, and you could about put on a pair of roller skates and roll roll down it anywhere you wanted to, and not get hit by a car. When it's usually you can't get, you know, it takes you thirty minutes to get down it. Mm. So uh, it's just strange time. It is. Uh, but I tell you one thing: there's a lot of turkeys getting killed. <laughs> There's a lot of people in the woods, which is, uh, I imagine a lot of you people that never turkey hunting are even getting, or, you know, getting a taste of it, which is a good thing. Uh, I imagine more families are spending time out in the woods. I know ours is, you know, we, we might just go out there and not even hunt on, uh, to a, to a place that we have and just, I mean, we fooled around, you know, look at shooter 22, uh, whatever they want to do. So it's, uh. It, it, it. I need that. I know everybody
1: needs that. Easy. And uh, you miss those things. Well, it's a time to kind of recharge, re-energize, get back to basics, and you know sometimes we kind of get drifted away of what really is important. And you know this may be one of those good times where it helps everybody roll back and focus. Yeah, I agree. We the whole
2: nation need to needed to. to get back to basics and uh, it, this is making us get back to basics and uh you know it'll uh hopefully it'll blow over and, and kind of get back normal but make everybody realize that family is important and time spent with family is
1: just is more important you know
2: than our busy
1: lives that we we live so. that's no doubt no doubt well Mr. Lyle tell us this now Mm-hmm. You've had hound's tooth game calls now for kind of kind of give us a story here now how how did you get started with this and how long ago?
2: Well, this August will be our tenth year in business. That's when I filed my LLC, I guess. And uh, you know, I would say we probably uh, you know, of course, it was a hobby, and uh, about. Five years ago, things kind of got a little bit more serious, and then you know this will be our third year that you know I left my job as a timber buyer, a forester, procurement forester, and uh, you know ended up going full time with the turkey calls. But uh, to give you a little background of, of what I what got me into it, uh, when I, I went to school in Mississippi East Mississippi Community College and uh i uh, I met uh, my, I had a part-time job at a farm and uh, ended up taking that f- the the head farm manager position of that farm and uh, we roughly had like we're, we were pushing you know thirteen fourteen thousand acres and uh I lived there and part of my job was was to guide our clients during turkey season and deer season. And, uh, we were a pretty big outfit. I could, I could hunt 45 people during deer season. Really? Uh, yes sir. Feed them, uh, you know, have room for them in bed, uh, you know, and get them all out. We, we, uh, we had a heck of operation and during turkey season, of course, we'd have usually, uh, two, maybe three customers at most turkey hunting and that was my favorite thing and we had plenty of land turkey hunting, had plenty of turkeys and, uh, you know that's that's kind of where, as I when I left there, I mean I was eat up with it. I was already eat up with it before then. But when I left there, I ended up uh, meeting my wife down in, in Mississippi, and ended up we got married, moved to Tuscaloosa, took another job, um, and uh, hated to leave. But I ended up uh, the, we leased part of some 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 land right there, and another family that that owned that land they decided to, to outfit so and they called me and so i started uh guiding for them every weekend pay hunts and uh, last year was actually uh well this would be a second year uh so from about 97 98 till two years ago uh that's all i did was guide just about every weekend um on that same property. And, uh, so I had a guy that lived, when I moved to Tuscaloosa, I had a guy, the gentleman, Mr. Alan Maddox, that lived beside me, he had a woodworking shop and I knew how to do a little bit of woodwork. And, uh, but he was, a, he loved the turkey hunt. And I said, let's start making some turkey calls. And, uh, heck, that's who taught me how to you know, turn on a lathe, use table saws, use bandsaws, jigs, uh, routers. And, uh, kind of started making turkey calls, started selling them. Then, uh, then I got into building diaphragm calls. And uh, I can remember this day. My first show that I did was in uh, Montgomery at Buckmasters. And uh, I had little old mouth calls and plastic cases. I didn't even have really a logo. I was just selling them, you know. And uh, I think I sold $800 worth the mouth uh there at, uh, at that Buckmasters in Montgomery I said, heck, you now, heck, I can, I can, you know, sell some turkey calls and have a little extra money in my pocket and, and move on. And then uh, it just got got to growing and uh, started building them in my house. Uh, I had a little office that was dedicated to mouth calls. I had, you know, some uh, a woodworking shop, and I uh, had my garage right there. And then one day my wife came home, I had an air compressor in the kitchen that was running. <laughs> <laughs> she said, it's time to do something. She said, it's time to do something. And uh, I said, all right. So we ended up, you know, finding us a little building and uh, moved, moved shop into there. And I hadn't looked back. Uh, you know, it's uh, I scratched my head when I left buying timber. I I realized I had not bought a truck for myself since sometime around '98. I've never, I've never really owned a vehicle since like '98. And uh, I was like, "What am I going to do?" You know. And uh, but anyway, it it, everything works out. Just when you think it's it's what you make of it. Uh, If you can keep your head forward, keep positive. Nothing really never doesn't work out. You know what I mean? If it doesn't work out, it wasn't supposed to work out. And uh, I've always kind of, I mean, I know that to be true because it's led me a lot of different paths. And uh, I've always prevailed. And if I failed, I never felt like it was something that hurt me uh, in 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 building houses to where it's at. And, uh, you yeah, know, we built it off family. I don't really have a whole lot of pro staff people. I have a lot of people that are tight-knit people that, you know, I've met through it that become close friends and customers. And, and uh, you know, I feel like we're a little different than everybody. I, I've never pro-staffed for a company in my life. And, uh, you know, I'm just a turkey hunter. And uh, I made a living as a turkey hunter. That was part of my, you know, my life, my lifestyle. I mean, I can think of Easter's that I was... Yeah, you know, I wasn't with my family. I was guiding turkey hunters for a living. <laughs> and you know, you, you people think, "Oh my God, he's he's gone. He's working on Easter." But you know, we depended on that money. And uh, you know, it's just like house it, it 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 all came from all that. And uh, and you know, thank goodness I got a good family behind me. They do all the work with me, my wife and my my oldest son Chase. And even down to the youngest one, Drake, which he's 13, and uh, so you know we've always kept our business in house, and uh, and you know just keep pushing and grinding and trying to find new avenues, and you know it's it's amazing what you can what you can do if you really if you really 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 put forth an effort. People, people, I mean it's the same way with buying timber. You know, if if you, you, you got to turn over every rock and, you know, you might get 10 no's and then you got the 11th one, you're going to get a yes. So, um, that's kind of the way I've always looked at it. Uh, but it's neat to see where it's come, come to. And, and and I mean, it's, it's amazing. I was going duck hunting and I stopped three times on the way and all three places, there was one guy with a shirt, one guy with a hat and, you know, Walk up to them. Hey, you know, I like your shirt. and Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they tell you about they bought some calls from Houndstooth, and they had no clue it was me. And we, you know, I built the brand, we, or we tried to build a brand. It's not about me. It's about Houndstooth. I'm just lucky enough to have one that, that created it and, um, and get to work here every day. And uh, you know, because at the end of the day, I'm just a turkey hunter. And uh, that that's you know that's that's what I love. That's my passion. And, uh, anything really in the woods, deer, dog, it doesn't matter. I can have a great time and love it, but it's really neat to be able to, you see people, um, you know, that have, have your stuff on and you're like, you know, I'm several hundred miles away from home. And then, you know, you, you uh, I had a guy one day say, man, oh, yeah, I saw your hat and, and I was overseas and it was a, you know, a soldier had a hat on and he was just, Passing by and both of them had hats on, uh, that we had sent to, 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 soldiers overseas. Uh, you just, you know, it's neat. It's a neat thing, uh, to, to create. You gotta experience it to, to actually appreciate it, uh, on uh-huh. my end. And, uh, but it's also, you know, in a, here in the world we live in or our great country, you know, that's the American dream to be able to do your own thing and make a living at it.
1: So I can I can add one to that. uh about two months ago, my wife and I with some friends were over in Belize and uh, walking along the beach there, a little little rocky path, and uh, walked by and there's this couple couple of older couples and uh, we spoke and they were like, "Well, where are y'all from?" I said, "We're from you know Mississippi and." I got to looking and my wife nudged me. She said, look at his hat. Well, I got to looking at the gentleman's hat and he had an NWTF hat on. And, uh, I asked him, I said, well, I like that hat. I said, you turkey hunt? He said, Oh yeah. He said, I got a place in Ohio. He said, I, I lit and he told me a name of a, a group that had come and filmed a hunt. And he said, do you hunt? And I said, well, yes, sir. I do. I said, we do a podcast and you know, I had one of our hats on and he kind of looked and he said, Oh, okay. oh." Uh, my wife's on facebook would you look her up yes sir i will he said i want to send her that information so i you know that night i looked her up and sent her the information and so now they keep tabs with us uh he'll message every once in a while she will and say hey listen to that last one enjoyed it you know so yeah it's it's neat you know you're we were out of the country and got to talking with a guy on nwtf and my wife was hitting me the whole time when we walked off she said oh you did you work your way into a turkey hunt? I said, I was trying hard, and I'm going to keep working at it. man I said he had property in Ohio. Yeah, that's a spot I hadn't got to hunt yet. So, yeah, might as well make a friend. Oh, man,
2: that's the, the cool thing about it. I've met so many folks and made so many friends. When we go to NWTF, I just, I, sometimes I won't know their name, but I will know exactly who they are and things. Will, I, I'll be like i can almost remember what they bought and it's you know it, it the outdoors uh, especially doing what y'all are doing and what we do you meet so many people and uh it's it's really neat to you know to some of them become lifelong friends and uh know yeah, i can't explain all the friendships that that we've created i mean it's just we, we met some folks that we uh Strictly outdoors down in Florida, down in Naples, and uh, um, had a connection through a videographer uh, and photographer that does a lot of our works with us with media and stuff. And he's like, "Look, they invited us to come down and hunt." So we loaded up, went down there to uh, Naples, Florida, and let me tell you, it turned out to be one of the best hunts I've ever been on in my entire life. That's, I mean, that's pretty strong turkey, coming ter- from a guy that guides. Get- Man, I'm telling you, it, it was unreal. And uh, created a, a huge relationship. Come to find out, this guy did a bunch of, uh, work, the only outfitter he did wasn't an outfitter. Uh, he, uh, Justin Strickland was his name. He, he, all he did was, uh, wounded warrior hunts, period. And he did like 12, that's it. And I was like, man, I do feel lucky to even come down here, and, you know, a guy that, I was like, you you don't know who who all you meet, but I was like, man, this guy's invited us to come down here. He didn't want nothing from me. He just was a friendship of a friendship, and that's the cool thing about the outdoors, you know. But in that, you know, now we're I'm I'm fixing to do, uh, we went down there. I'm like, look, I asked him how many wounded warrior hunts he he did, and he's like, I do 12 a year. That's it. And uh, I said, well, for that 12, we're going to supply you 12 calls. You know, however many wounded warriors you have, I want them to have a turkey call, and it'll be your logo under it and my logo on the back. So you know, he made a connection. That's the cool thing about it. That's the cool thing about hunting uh, in the outdoor industry. You do meet so many cool people, lifelong friends, and you know, it's uh it's 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 people think that I guess they look at the outdoor industry and they think it's it's real huge, and it's really not. It's small. It's a lot of smoky mirrors to it. Uh, it looks way bigger than it is. And it's really more tight knit, smaller industry, of course. And, uh, yeah, those people you'll end up, you meet somebody that can change your whole, whole life, uh, with your business or friendship or just hunting in general, you know, and, uh, as a lifelong friend. And, uh, so it's, it's pretty neat. how, how you know, House Tooth has put me in some of those positions, uh, yeah, you know, and I'm sure it's just like what you're talking about. You know, being gone and meeting somebody, and then giving you know, looking you up, and next thing you know, they're telling their friends, and and uh, you've got people listening to your podcast all over, and uh, that's the way of the you know the way of the world now is podcasts. I mean, I have never i have really never listened to podcasts until probably two years ago. And now I find myself listening to all kinds of people, you know, so it's,
1: it's pretty neat. Well, if you're like me, I get to where I don't want to turn the news on anymore. So oh, yes, it's
2: nothing but negative, doom and gloom.
1: And instead of and, listening to the radio anymore, if I've got a long ride or if I'm working on the tractor or got something I'm doing to where I'm going to be still for a little while, yeah, I'll, I'll throw the earbuds in and, and pick one that I like and uh, you know, listen to it, and if if I enjoy it, I'll keep listening. If I don't, I'll switch over and pick up a different one. Uh, exactly.
2: I mean, it's you're right. It's, uh, when you cut the when you cut the television on, it's doom and gloom. That's it. It's all. It's it's like there's never any uh, uplifting message or you know words to uplift people, especially in time like right now when, when everybody needs it. So you know kind of getting off the subject there
1: don't get me started. well i can i can tell you this the uh like like from our end of it and i'm sure you get it a lot with your end of it when kids enjoy what you've got going to yeah. me we're doing something right um I, i've said yeah. it on here before when we first started doing our podcast i was uh, we'd been doing it a couple a couple months before football peewee football season started and we practiced one day a a couple of little boys came up and said, Coach, Coach, we listened to what you were saying the other night. I'm like, Y'all listen to what? They were like, Yeah, yeah, we were listening to your podcast the other night uh, when you had so and so on. Man, that was good. And it's like, All right, now we're yeah. doing something right. When I've got a bunch of 12 year old boys who are out here bumping heads all day, listening to me fuss at them, and they, they're they willing to go sit and listen at night for an hour or two, that's, yeah, it's, that's it's worth it. We're working on something. And we try, you know, we we try to have good, innovative, interv- Folks, on that uh, we can have good interviews and get good stories, and that's oh, yeah. you know, and make friendships out of it, and mm-hmm. just keep on rocking and rolling. And I know with y'all stuff. Uh, I'll give you another example. My the young man that cuts my grass for me at the house. He's a high school senior this year, and I I hate it for him because their their baseball season got canceled on his senior year, and they're not sure yet whether they're gonna. You know, actually be able to walk graduating, or if they just gonna you know, if they're going to bump it back June, July before they have graduation. So he's got a lot of things, you know, kind of twirling for an eighteen-year-old young man. And he pulled up the other day and was fixing to cut the grass. And he said, "Coach, uh, you got your mouth calls with you?" I said, "I do." I said, "They're in my vest in my truck." He said, "Can I can I look at them?" I said, "Well, you know what all this virus stuff? You're not allowed to touch my calls." he said yes yes sir he said but i want to see which ones you got i said well i've got the houndstooth calls the same ones i've been using for years he said yeah he said i ordered me and daddy ordered some the other day i want to see which ones you had (laughs) i said well Slate, wouldn't that have been one of those things that you may should have asked before you ordered a bunch (laughs) he said well i didn't think about it till i saw you he said but i I knew that's what you use so uh he got his calls in the other day and uh he said he liked them all so (laughs) So That's I know awesome. you've made a good That's impression awesome. on one young man, and I, uh, my understanding is his daddy called in a turkey for his daddy, which I'm kind of shocked he let him call him in. But he uh, he called up a a good turkey for an old time turkey hunter, and I think he was running one of the yaw yolk bat wing, uh, the three read V cut. Oh uh, yeah, the
2: yeah
1: boogie bottle. Oh, uh, it's
2: probably if it's a V cut, it's a low the low crawler. That's it. The low crawler. I'm telling you, uh, Dave, David was actually here yesterday and, uh, he's a mess now. <laughs> but, uh, he's a good guy. He, he relates to a lot of people that he's real. I mean, he, he's, he's lived it. I mean, uh, he's a, he's a great guy and his calls are extremely, and extremely done well. And, uh, that's great that he. I, I, we sent a bunch of them out, I'm telling you.
1: And, uh, well, these would have came to Liberty, Mississippi last week. Every day. So if you check your shipment manifest, which I, that you've probably got a pretty big manifest going right now, don't you?
2: Yes. Well, we ship to, um, if it's a huntable population of turkeys, we ship them to it. Um, I mean, I ship to California, uh, some to Canada, I mean, it's. Uh, I mean, it, our online business is uh, is huge, uh, and our wholesale business has grown. Uh, we actually just added on, uh, hired a in in house sales rep to to call on stores, and uh, you know that that's helped us out a lot. You know, new new avenues, and uh, but our online sales, I mean, that's. I mean, thanks to the social media and where we're at today, and, and internet and all that. I mean, that's heck that's what's built us, you know. And the cool thing about us is, what we strive to do. I feel, I feel like this helped us the most. Is that if you order at two o'clock, we ship that Joker. It, it's gone that day. Ninety nine percent of our packages, if you should, if you, if you order it at two o'clock. Because we, I mean, we're three miles from a post office one way and seven miles the other. So we ship usually day of, and we do that all year long. And we also do that with uh, with our store orders. And I, you know, some people probably say you shouldn't probably put that out there, but hey, that's what I'm good at. That's that's how we beat that's how we beat our competition. <laughs> but that's how we get two and three orders, you know, from each store. And, uh, it's, uh, we're fast. I, I feel like I, I hate to order something and somebody take my money and us wait on it for three or four days. I want it then and there. It's just, that's just the human nature. And, uh, turkey season, you only got so much and so long to turkey on it. So if you order, you know, you order it today, I'm going to ship it today. You're going to have it in less, at least in three days. If you're in Alabama, you're probably going to have it in two days. So, you know, that's, a, that's, that's pretty neat. Uh, but we work for it. There's, I mean, that's one reason I say that there's a lot of nights we go and eat, and then we come back to the shop. Yeah. But, hey, it's what we signed up to do. That's what we're going to do. And as uh, long as I can keep it that way, I plan on it. So, Bob, one
0: thing I was, I was, I was curious on, like in the early days, how did how did you come up with the name? You know, the brand, the company, the the name of a house suit.
2: Well, I tell you what, I'm kind of a convert uh, Alabama fan, and uh, <laughs> I kind of kind of figured as such. <laughs> well, I, I had, when I we bought our first house, our next door neighbors was uh, Justin Smiley. Justin went on to be one of the leading guards in the NFL. Um, he retired from the NFL. Um, and Justin Britt, uh, Wesley Britt, and Taylor Britt—all three brothers—played for the university. And uh, I would come home, and all those big old Alabama football players would be in the yard with my kids out there playing football with them, and it looked like a, a, a little a little midget with these monster guys out there playing. And I mean. Wesley couldn't walk up under my ceiling fan in my house. It would hit him square in the head. And Wesley was probably as big a man as you'll ever meet. Um, and, um, you know, I was, at that time, my family's always been big Auburn fans. I've had some Auburn friends. And, you know, I, I mean, I could, how can you not pull for somebody that you come home and you see them out there with your kids while you're going to work you see these big, on, and you, then you'd watch them on TV on the weekend. And, uh, so they kind of, you know, they, they did their job as, uh, of uh, kind of converting me to that. And then, of course, as the turkey call business came alive, yeah, you know, I said, well, you know, I live here in Tuscaloosa. I'm, I'm probably not moving anywhere. You know, when you say hound you know what town it's from. So, um, it, it's, that's kind of how it came, came about. You know, you test police Uh And uh, that's, it's, you know, it's stuck. Every once in a while you get somebody, I can't believe I put something in my mouth that says i teeth on it. And I'm like, <laughs> I, and I, I, I get on there and I'll tell them, hey, War I appreciate your business. Uh, <laughs> and, or I'll tell them, I, I'll tell them, I said, look, I say, just because of that, I was around, I said, my family, which is from Suffolk County, Alabama down here, the battle family, they had a building there in Auburn on the university there. It was uh, the Mary Spindle building. I said, "Hey, look!" I said, that's my family's building right there. I said, "So I got ties to both of them." So uh, you know, uh, we're blessed. Hey, we're blessed to have SEC teams that we have in the state that we have. Uh, they do a lot for the state. So uh, you know, I don't let football getting get in between turkey hunting. I, if you had to, if you pick, it's gonna be turkey hunting. So uh, there you go. Like I said, but that's kind of how it developed into to what it is. I wanted to be, I want something tied to the town where we live, where we're from, where, where we're at, and uh, it it's, it's stuck. You know, it's uh, everybody seems to like it. I know they like turkey calls, so <laughs> uh, I ain't complaining.
1: Now, Lyle, out of your the different yeah. calls that y'all make, what is your yeah. what is your most popular?
2: Yeah, that's right now. Uh, popular is a broad word because it's
1: best you know, seller.
2: Yeah, the best. And that's the thing. Our, one thing about our calls, they sell so strong across the board. Generally, your traditional type calls, like your regular V cuts, your uh, regular combo cuts, those cuts, you know, they might. They don't get the credit that they used to because that's, they came came into you know into the turkey hunting world uh, way later than now. So some of your snazzier looking cuts, uh, you know, something that's you know your bat wings or you, you know, you got these um, what we call the deep beak. It looks like a snake tongue on it. You know, those sometimes seem to sell a little bit better. But uh, the one thing about it is, is that. We really sell very strong across the board on all of our mouth calls. Uh, popularity wise, at the moment, um, boogie bottom bat wing. We're known for bat wings. Uh, everybody loves our bat wings. Uh, we've got a special recipe, and 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 um, you know the some of the um, the reeds that we use in it. I mean, we process it all the way down from raw material um, to you know, to the call, uh, whereas a lot of people buy their stuff already pre-cut and it's not the same material. That's why I left that material because it wasn't, wasn't, it didn't, I couldn't make consistent calls out of it. So, you know, that's kind of how I think we put our name on the map with, you know, certain calls, Batwings, uh, the Vixen, uh, the KB Hen, which is, uh, I, I, that may be our uh, all-time best-selling call, and the Ace. I, I it's sold strong for two years. It's it's. I mean, you can't go wrong with it. That's what's so crazy about it. Certain uh, stretches, certain mixes of materials, they just go together. And then certain mixes of materials and stretches just do not work. And uh, it's a lot of trial and error. Error. Excuse me. Error. A lot of people, uh, I I say it all the time on Facebook, uh, you know, there's nothing to build in a mouth call. I see people buy presses, and then two or three months later, they sell the press. (laughs) And I'm sitting there going, you know, I can't tell you how many mouth calls I have built. I can't tell you how many mouth calls i built this year that i throw away that, you know, just trying to fool with something, something different or can I do this? And it just don't work it's 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 an art and cutting them man my wife's cut hair for 20 plus years and she cannot not cut she's i have my throwaway pile i let her try to learn how to cut the cuts in them and uh it, you know it's i was talking to mike pentecost the other day i was at a store and he was cutting mouth calls he's about like us we take mouth calls wherever we go and we cut them when we don't have you know nothing else going and he's and we were talking about it and he's like yeah he said you know it's a he said it's a gift to be able to cut a mouth call and, and if he tells me that as long as he's been in business and many mouth calls he's cut he, he's his exact same findings that i find it's a gift and that's hey i, I, I I'm, I'm careful with my fingers put it that way uh my fingers back my living and uh but you know the KB here has been a great call. It, it's, it's probably one of our number one sellers and the ACE in as well this year. But that blue bat wing, I can't tell you how many turkeys just couldn't kill with that thing. I mean, all around the board. I mean, it's, it's neat. I, I just, I used to get blow like a bat, uh, like a V cut and we make a great V cut. But as I got older, I'm sure my facial features inside, my roof of my mouth, my tongue, or what have you, as you get older, things change. And I could, all of a sudden I found myself I couldn't blow a V-cut anymore, which is like, I had a year there that, man, I was I was down in the dumps. I couldn't figure out what was going on. And we were building calls and selling them, and I just couldn't blow a V-cut. And I was building it the exact same way that I've always built. And then I threw in a bat wing, and I was like, man, this thing's like made for me. And, but that just age, changed me and and i know that's what it was my hair all of a sudden started coming hard left instead of dead center like a v-cut you know v-cuts ghost cuts your hair is going to be center straight down the middle of your tongue if i throw in a ghost cut right now and you put a gun to my head and said make pretty shape your hair guess what i ain't gonna be able to do it i'm gonna try but i couldn't do it but if i put in a Um, a ghost cut where I have that left side open, I can make it clear and whistle as sweet as, you know, clean as you can make it. And, um, you know, it's, it, it changed, uh, mouth calls are so, it's, it's a hard, it, I mean, it is, it's not slapping latex or prophylactic together to build them. It takes a lot of trial and error, a lot of waste and uh but in the end you end up with a call like the kb hen or the ace or you know and they become best sellers as they have today for us and they'll be around for years as long as with long as the material doesn't change and um you know well,
0: so. well i got i got one question for you. i've i've been <laughs> i've talked i was telling jacob this the other day the vixen has probably been well i guess probably one of my favorite calls for at least a, a couple years and or i think it's my third year I, know, I just buy one every year but mm-hmm. and and kind of like you're saying I don't know if my mouth is changing as I get older or whatever but it seems like I just the, the one I got this year at least I don't I don't have the rasp out of it that maybe I've had before or, or maybe I just can't blow it as well now so so taking that out that I like the Vixen what would be another one of your calls to try just to get a little bit more rasp out of because I can call a lot of different calls with the Vixen still, but yeah. I just don't have the rasp out of it I think I used to
2: yeah, the the vixen to me is uh, I, I I hear people blow it and I go man you know that's, you sound and they do they sound phenomenal and and they have and I can put it in my mouth and I don't have the rasp that he has or my ears I found this out with the tuning duck calls this year I would have a friend of mine Matt Persons y'all see him on our uh, Facebook page all the time calling and whatnot and doing little videos. And he could blow a duck call. He'd blow it. And hand it to me. And I I can blow a duck call pretty damn well. But I don't hear. I I wouldn't hear what that call was putting out like it really was. I could hear it, and Matt would do it. But I couldn't hear it with me. And I was sitting there going, man, I'm 43 years old. are my year's changing? (laughs) <laughs> Is what I'm hearing the same thing that I'm actually mm-hmm. putting out? So that, there's a lot of things that can be, that, that change, and I know that's one of them, and I found that out. With, I mean, I would literally, tune a duck calls, it would drive me nuts. And until I kind of sat down with somebody else and let, hear them, i tune it, let them hear it, and hey, man, this thing's right. And then i take it, and, I, and I'd be like, it just don't sound the same. But it, I know, and I ask him, go, what does this sound like to you? And he goes, it's perfect. Leave it alone. But, you know, it's, and there's a lot of things. Like my mouth, there's no doubt my mouth changed. And it had to be probably the roof of my palate if I had to guess as I've gotten older because I could take a V-cut and I could could whistle on it like a Kiki. And now if I take a V-cut, it sounds like a wood rasp going across a board and it's it's nothing but something changed, and all of a sudden now that air has, has moved. So what I would tell someone like you is, all right, now it's time to try something a little different. Um, virtually either another V-cut type call, like a modified V, uh, which is a great call. I mean, I, and that's another one, you know, and I hear people blowing it, and I go, man. And what's bad about it is I want to I be able to run that same sound that i used to run and i can't run it because my hair doesn't match up with the call <laughs> and uh so you know, yeah. that's those are the, those differences that yeah, those little small differences like that make a big difference so you know don't get aggravated with it i used to i would get aggravated with it couldn't figure it out and it's just the low of times you know, and material changes just a smidge. Mouth calls are very, very minute uh, uh, instruments that, you know, very little changes a lot. And it's something, a lot of it you can't see and you can't, you know, you can, you can, you really can't see it with the eye because everything's cut by hand and by eye. So, you know, you're talking about a few thousands that can change a call. And it's, it's, you know, so you try to get a consistency in building the cause that that's where I've ran into, you know, hey, I've got to cut the cause because it's my, my cuts look exactly the same. Every time are really, really close to each other versus giving it to somebody and you have a small cut, a small, you know, bat wing. I have a big bat wing. In other words, the depth of the cut and, you know every i hear people say ah it's mass produced mass produced this i've never known a a mouth call that was mass produced they have to be stretched they have to be hand cut you know think about this for every thousand mouth calls that are made they're touched six thousand times wow think about that see for a thousand mouth calls mean i can build a thousand in two days or i really can probably build a thousand in a day if i want to but i don't never try to rush things like that usually we usually just kind of go smooth and steady but for every thousand mouth calls they've got to be handled six thousand times you got to stack them you got to stretch them you got to cut them you got to trim them you got to put them in tape you got to cut them then you got to package them. So it's, uh, a lot of people don't realize that. They don't think about it that way. They think, oh, it's just a mouth call, mass produced. That's a lot of labor that goes into mouth calls. A lot. You know, uh, and, and, and generally there's not a lot of people that can do it, which reverts back to your question on the, the, like the cuts and, you know, uh, or reverts back to what I was saying about the consistencies in calls because, you know, I have to cut every one of them myself, the cuts, the Vs, the bat wings, and that, because I can't get anybody to cut them exactly like I cut them. And it goes back to what Mike said. There's only, it's, it's a gift to be able to cut them. And evidently it is because I've been doing it for 10 years and I don't know of anybody that's ever cut a mouth call. That's ever left this building to went to a store or went to a customer, but me.
1: <laughs> you know,
2: I teach somebody like my son to stretch them, and and that 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 flavor of it.
1: Well, there's an art in that also.
2: Oh yes, yes. It's it's way it, it's easier to retain to learn to be able to learn that.
1: Well, look, but. Right. For the laughs of it, the uh, last year I had a hunt I was going on, and I called a local caller here, a guy that builds calls, and I said, "Man, look, I would like to make my own mouth call. Just go and I was headed to Kansas. I said I just like to call my own, you know, turkey in with a call I built. I said I know I can make a mouth call pretty fast, so you know I don't want to try making a box call or making a slate or anything. I said, let's give it a run." we spent you just said you could make a thousand in two days mm? or a thousand a day if you really tried i may mm? could get two that would be operational out in a full day uh oh yeah i, I bet <laughs> we spent 30 or 40 minutes of him giving me a a run through on how to stretch it and how to do this and how to lay the tape and how to crimp this over and we hadn't even got into the cut yet and I, I walked out with a finished product, but I'm telling you, you could barely, if you held it just right, get a yelp off of it, and that was about it. You wouldn't... <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> I had a wrinkle. We, we I had a wrinkle.
2: in. <laughs> we never quit. We we build mouth calls. When, when turkey season's over, we're still building mouth calls. And we build them all year long. And, you know, it's so time-consuming, and... You know, the only reason my son can do it, I mean, he was raised up by me doing it, you know. Hey, Dad, I want to build, build a turkey. i go in there and press. Get you some latex. You know, I already have them stacked. Uh, and that's that's another one. I mean, when you sit down and stack three pieces of, of material, I mean, it's <laughs> talking about tedious. Your neck's hurting. And, you know, you, you got readers on. Your eyes are wore out. And, uh, but you're right. It's very, it's hard. Well, it's second nature to us because that's all we do. And I can whip them out, you know, no time flat. Uh, I can't tape them as fast as my, my wife can tape them as fast as anybody I've ever seen. She can tape, she can whip a call out, you know, taping it, cutting it, uh, cutting, you know, cutting it out of the, uh, in the die that cuts the shape of the call. And have it ready to go before. But now, my wife works about. She's about as um, fast-paced worker as you'll ever find. Period. I can't hang. I can't hang with her. Nobody can. Old I've
1: never seen again. anybody hang with her.
2: So, um, you know, she is second nature to her. And I mean, and once you once you get that, then then you you know, I mean, on my scale, yeah, it's it's it makes it a lot easier. <laughs>
1: right. Well, Lyle, we're, we're winding down in time here. Uh, yeah. Is there anything before we get off here that you, you wanted to get folks out, uh, also let folks know where they can find you and we're going to, we're going to put it on our site and, and blast it out. Uh, was there anything yeah, yeah. that you wanted to throw in right here at the end?
2: Yeah, sure. I mean, uh, if y'all want to, you know, people are going to look us up at house Teeth gang Um, and, you know, hey, the cool thing about us is you spend twenty dollars, you get free shipping. And like I said, we ship it day of or next day at the latest. And uh, you know, I hope everybody has a safe turkey season and, and um especially in the times that we've we've kind of come upon with the coronavirus and you know, I hope everybody gets to spend some time with their family in the woods and you know and that's what's most important right now. And uh, you know, I hope for everybody, pray for everybody's safety with all this going on. So, absolutely, uh, man. It's in the back of my mind every day you wake up. So we just want to see everything get back to normal for everybody. So especially the kids.
1: Well, and curious so, to absolutely. see what this new normal is going to be.
2: Yeah, I don't. I'm. I'm I'm scared to say it, but uh, or think it, but uh, we're going to be all right. We're the United, we're the the, the greatest country in the world, and uh, we are blessed to be live where we live. I promise you. I give <laughs> a big amen in, to that. Even in the south, man, I don't know what I could, I could, I don't know what I'd do if I lived in New York. Man, <laughs> think about those guys up there. I'm like, golly, oh, it's amazing. So, but. No, I've enjoyed being on. I appreciate y'all asking me to be a guest.
1: Man, we appreciate you coming on. Yeah, yeah. A lot. yeah.
2: Thank you, man. We enjoyed it, everybody.
0: We hope you enjoyed this episode of Outdoor Country Talk, Jacob and Jeremy. God bless. Well, ain't nothing like a southern name Lord, to make you feel all right. I got the
2: wind windows down, I got the radio I'm on.